Today, let's go on a journey. Let's go to, oh, I don't know. Let's go to Kenya. Yes, that's right. Missionary Aston from Kenya is on the podcast. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Long trip, boys. Let's go. Have you ever been? Never been. Hmm. Welcome back to another riveting episode of Kingdom Speak. That was one of the quickest trips. We're here. I've ever taken to Africa right there. Look around. Yeah. That was. It even, it even feels like it here. Yeah. yeah. Can't you tell with all the sweaters? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's not hard to tell who's on which side of the equator here. <laughs> <It is>. <laughs> so yeah, as we right keep. That's right. <laughs> As we kick off today, let me tell you what uh, you're telling us about the podcast. So this guy says, favorite podcast, five stars. The biblical insight and guests are excellent. Keep them coming. Right on. Thank you for the feedback. Who was that from? That was from Zach DK. DK. Zach DK. Whoever you are, Zach, we appreciate you listening to Zach Speak. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, this is a great time to remind you, if you have not become an official Kingdom speaker on the website, uh, we have a website, so we are official. Yes. Kingdomspeak.ca, you can become a part of the discussion, bonus content there, merch, and of course, all the episodes. Absolutely. Get on there, send producer Randy some hate mail. Hey, hey, hey. And uh, (laughs) yeah. Awesome. So it's kind of an interesting uh, guest we have lined up here today. We are excited about this episode today. Very cool. We have Bishop Aston with us all the way from Nairobi, Kenya. Welcome. Wow. If there happens to be um, a fraction of our audience that has not heard Bishop preach. You're in for a treat today, and you owe it to yourself That's right. to um, go, go go somewhere online, figure it out. Holy Ghost Radio, somewhere, he's got to be there. Um, Bishop, we are thrilled that you are with us on Kingdom Speak today. Thank you. Hey, man, it is, we are recording. We are recording at 20 to 2 in the afternoon, and it is 20 to 9, I believe, for you. So we were talking before the episode, and if we get going three or four hours, he said he might just go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) So, Bishop, why don't you talk to us a little bit about what God is doing in um, Nairobi, Kenya, and you have you have works really throughout the continent, don't you? Yes, we 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 have. Uh, God has expanded our boundaries, and uh, He's blessed His work. But uh, primarily, I live in Nairobi, Kenya. And this is where I'm pastoring the church. As well as I have daughter works, about 15 of them 
spread across the city. Wow. Um, we, we meet monthly with the pastors that uh, are working with me in the city. We meet monthly uh, for a time of prayer uh, and a time of uh, strategizing on how to evangelize our city. Wow. Uh, in fact, this month, even as I'm talking to you, all of our daughter works in Nairobi, we are having a time of prayer and fasting so that the Lord will bless his work in this country. And not only Kenya, we have touched neighboring countries such as Uganda, uh, we've touched Zambia, we've touched the Democratic Republic of Congo, we've touched Malawi, we have touched Rwanda, we have touched Burundi, we have brethren that we fellowship with in Tanzania, we have touched uh, even countries in Southern Africa, and uh, we also have a few brethren on the Western uh, part of the continent of Africa. Wow. So a few years ago, we started what we call Apostolic Union of the World, which is an AUW summit. Brings together leaders from across the continent, apostolic leaders from across the continent for a time of refreshment, a time of encouragement, a time of bonding together and challenging one another to reach out and to win souls and to do evangelism so that the kingdom of God can be expanded. Wow. The Lord returns. Wow. How many years have you been doing that? Um, in, on the continent, it's now about five or six years. Okay. But within Kenya and East Africa, um, I've been doing this for way over maybe 25 or so years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. The, the pandemic, it's, it's really hard to talk about um, what God is doing and the church without bringing up this last few months. And it's, it's presented its own unique challenges to every apostolic church, but it, it's had to have changed the face of missions and how, and how you do church work even, even in the country and, and on the continent. Yes, you, you, you know, uh, we've always believed in having church services in a church building. Right. Yes. Right. And, uh, last year, around March, uh, we were closed. All churches were closed. Schools were closed, and we could not have a church service. And it was a, a presidential order. And if you dared open the door to the church and gathered in the church building, even three people, you were arrested by the police officers. Wow. All right. Um, yeah, it was that serious. So we had to devise ways to keep on having service. So I would use my phone 
uh, to record messages on a Sunday morning and uh, uh, send the messages to specific individuals and they will spread it across. And in the rural villages where some of our people do not have um, internet connectivity, hmm. uh, perhaps just one or so pastor who could have a phone that, uh, a touch phone that they could be able to be on an internet. Uh, people gather around and listen to that preaching because oh. the countryside not as affected as people are living in the city. All right. Wow. That sounds like and a modern apostle, right? Sending out a letter and having someone read it. Exactly, exactly. That's what uh, we, we are walking in the footsteps of the Apostle Paul, yeah. even though we cannot be close to him, but we are learning uh, yeah. some of the things he had to go through. And, and Sunday morning, there will be people calling me because sometimes we didn't have electricity uh, to be able to do uh, what we wanted to do here, especially with the internet. Sure. You had to have the internet to be able to do a recording. And when power goes off, you can do it. So the people will be calling and saying, Did, you didn't record a message today. And this has really changed uh, uh, the way we are doing ministry because we are still somehow under partial uh, uh, lockdown. Okay. We are still under restrictions, yeah. But people, but what what really um, amazed me is that even during those days, one-on-one, some of our pastors within our daughter works here in Nairobi, they were bringing people here to baptize. Oh. Yeah, and, and we wow. thank God our church, our church, we have a fence and we have a gate so when we are inside, the outside cannot see what is happening on the inside. And as a result of that, with having a baptistry inside the church building, we still baptized in the month of April up to maybe May. We baptized somewhere between 60 or 70 people in the name of Jesus oh. Christ. Wow. And, 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 and we were trying to pray on low key so that uh, people will not explode. Absolutely. <laughs> the people are still receiving the Holy Ghost and they forget. We are at God the Holy Ghost experience. And, and so God kept us. And uh, of course, uh, we've churches here have had a lot of challenges, not only in Kenya, but across the continent. Um, some most of our churches they worship in rented facilities, yes, okay. um, and without having constant church service, mm-hmm. uh, many of them lost their uh, places of worship. Wow, they could not afford to keep, uh, and so some churches they are like starting from uh, square one, uh, and that was a challenge. But thank God we are able to encourage one another and uh, to support uh, one another. Uh, we were able to get help here and there and uh, bought some food stuff and stored them here. And every now and then we'll bring our pastors who are struggling and help them with some food stuff. And uh, every once in a while we'll also bring in widows and support widows in our churches. 
Wow. And the things are much better today than they were last year. Mm. Uh, my position, there was a lot of phone calls coming in from Tanzania, from Malawi, from different countries, from Zimbabwe and other places, saying, we, we, are, we are hungry, we are hurting. Bishop, do something. And you feel you are inadequate. Oh. But if praying with somebody on the phone, saying, Lord Jesus, you promise you'll never leave us and you'll never forsake us. God has provided. Mm. And church is stronger today than it was last year. And to God wow. be the glory. Wow. So so were you permitted to do any travel within the continent? Or is... Not, not within the continent. I could only talk to those men via the phone. Okay. And encourage them. And even in, I was in the city and I was not permitted to travel from the city to the countryside. Um, for about four months or so, I could not leave the city to go. There, there was no transportation, neither by road uh, or any other means. Unless it was an emergency, then I, I would get a special pass. But other than that, uh, we were not permitted. Wow. And, and in, in, it was a challenge, and especially that uh, this, we just came, we barely made it from the States uh, yeah. early last year uh, to this place. <laughs> the yeah. day we arrived here, they had just closed the boundaries. They had canceled all, in, all international flights, mm. but uh, God was gracious. We made it home, and we wow. went straight to quarantine for 14 days. You know, we were, um, when everything began unraveling here yeah. in North America, um, yeah. I ha I was visiting my brother in Belize when everything began yeah. to shut down. And so yeah. very a very similar story. I had to return yeah. Yeah. and do 14 days quarantine, etc. So I was glad it's, it's to get home. <laughs> it's very nerving yeah. and scary. Quite an experience, especially I was with my wife. We we landed in uh, Frankfurt, and uh, almost almost all flights were cancelled. Oh, wow! It's a miracle that we made home. I guess there were some uh, German tourists who were stuck in Kenya, and so the flights to Nairobi had to come. Wow! And for those Germans who had come to see animals. God used that to bring us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy, the, the the travel restriction must have just decimated the the um, travel and tourist industry in the Nairobi yeah. area. Yeah, it does. It is. It is. It is completely uh, on its knees. The hotel industry. We have big hotels here. They are all closed. People have lost their jobs. Um, uh, they are not operational. At the cost, hotels are closed. People are home. Um, private schools, like uh, our institution that we run here, uh, many of them, they are now not even operational because closing for one full year hmm. from March last year until this month, uh, January this year, is when schools started. So you have way over 200 schools that are completely shut up and they, they are not in business anymore. 
It's wow. even a miracle that our school, our school is still operating. Mm. Uh, wow. Credit goes to God. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we, we, our school is small, and we were just starting, but we have like 130 kids in the school. And tomorrow morning, which is every Friday, we bring them inside the church building for a church service. Wow, because we are trying to kids. The, these these children are not just children from your church. Yes, we, they are from the neighborhood. We have uh, uh, children from all kinds of uh, church denominations, but we do have our own kids, uh, and then we also have a few needy children that we are uh, that are learning free in our school. These are the Wow. Yes, sir. Wow. So God God is with us. This uh, COVID thing has been a real challenge, and uh, it has taught our pastors uh, new ways of uh, uh, living a life and trusting God. Um, last The year before last, we had started some kind of um, uh, skill training for our pastors yes. and uh, agricultural skills. Uh, and, and thank God we did it uh, not knowing what's going to happen. Some of them, they started raising chickens in their homes. Some of them started growing tomatoes and uh, vegetables. And from the testimonies that I hear or I get from different parts of the country is that uh, they are thankful that we started that skill training and uh, agricultural uh, products, how to grow crops if you have a small land. Some of them, that's how they were able to survive mm. uh, because there was no tithe coming to the church. Sure. Yeah, mm. the, the, there was no offering churches are closed. The people who are supposed to tithe, they all lost their jobs. Uh, many of them, I would say probably 80% of some of the church goers, many of them lost their jobs. Wow. Um, and it was a challenge that uh, even those ch- those uh, mega churches like the uh, charismatic churches and some of the Anglican churches, they were equally crying and uh, laying off their workers. So it affected people across board. Wow! But God, God kept us. He provided. Um, my family never went any night without a meal. God was. Uh, faithful to his word. Wow. Uh, as the psalm says, I was young and now I'm old. I've never seen yeah. the righteous nor their children begging for bread. Yes. He made a way. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Amen. Bishop, how, um, you know, it, it's one thing for a pastor to lead a church, his saints, through a pandemic like this. But from your position, um, you know, how, how do you lead leaders through this, that you have so many men that are looking to you for leadership, as you've already referenced from numerous countries? Um, how do you do that when you're so, so restricted and limited 
yourself and your ability to to interact with them? Yeah, we 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 it is a challenge. Of course, it's a challenge we have never faced before. We it's a learning experience, but um, we've kept uh, in touch on phone, um, on WhatsApp, writing of emails, on checking on them. Uh, sometimes I check through the leaders. It's not possible uh, when you have so many hundreds of pastors, perhaps thousands of pastors looking to you for leadership uh, to be able to attend to the needs of every pastor. Right. But uh, I, I keep in touch with the leaders, the past, the presbyters of our local groups and then the bishops of different groups that look to me for pastoral leadership. And I try to engage them and encourage them. And um, when they open the country for travel in Kenya, I have visited a few of those men uh, in their regions and encouraged them. And uh, we have bonded together, prayed together, and thank God, even now we are having a prayer and fasting, but it's not only just here, but it's across the, the whole country. Uh, our churches are praying God to give us revival even during this time of pandemic yes. and restrictions. Has has anything surprised so we, you? Thank God for that. I'm sorry, we got a little delay there. Has, has anything surprised you yeah, yeah. throughout this? Um, and in a positive or negative way of how the church yeah. has responded? Yeah, I, I have been, I've been surprised in both ways, both negative and positive. Uh, negative is um, that um, sometimes we never realize the value of people gathering together mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in a church set up and worshiping together, that corporate worship where people come together in the house of God and worship. Yes. Um, you, you, you notice there are Sundays when the country is free, there are people who just choose to miss to come to church mm. uh, for uh, not apparent reason. Um, but, but now... When people fail to come to church, there is another group of people that are not spiritually um, ready for this kind of a challenge. Uh, in the process, some of them, uh, the, the restrictions have been uh, eased, but some of them still don't show up in churches. Yes. yes. And, and from the report I get from different pastors and different congregations, uh, they, are, they have lost some people during this uh, pandemic. Uh, people have just gone. And, and I realize because when people don't come together and they hear the word from a man of God, mm. uh, and they are not praying together, and, and, and they get that continuous encouragement, uh, the coming together of the believers, right. there's something in them that begins. And that's why the scripture says, uh, not forsaking the assembling together mm. as, as it is some. 
uh, uh, that has become real here. I've seen it, and it has uh, really some churches. But on the other hand, uh, uh, the pastors, I believe, have been strengthened. Uh, and those who, who are just living or rather preaching because of they have had to pray more and to trust God. Mm. So that is on the positive that the God, uh, uh, God has been able to show us who are the men that really have the call of God. Wow. And those who are preaching as hirelings. Wow. And, and I thank God that um, has been able to show us that uh, it, it does not matter what circumstances, what situation, there are men that God has put his hand on and they'll preach in season and out of season. Yes. Yeah. Nothing will stop them from doing the will of God. Wow. Wow. So those are the challenges that uh, I have seen. Uh, uh, but on the positive, the church is solid. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. Forward. Yes. Amen. Yes. Wow. Um, Bishop, I, I, I just, I guess if there's anything that I personally have appreciated and maybe learned the value of even more so than what I had leading into the pandemic is yeah. the appreciation, in addition to everything that you just said, to the voice of elders, that um, I as yes. a young man have valued being able to tap into a a source and experience wisdom that that is solid and stable in the midst of of a shifting sifting time and um, yeah. I, I've I've we've done this before on the podcast and I, I want to open this up for you as well is there anything as as a bishop um, that that you could speak to the church as a whole and and if, if there's anything that God's given you whether to give us guidance direction encouragement um, we, we want we want to hear it from you we appreciate the voice of elders yes. in this day yeah but I I I've been praying about this day. And um, a scripture came to my mind. And I began to pray about that in the book of Hebrews chapter 12. Mm. And uh, verse number uh, 27. And uh, this scripture, Hebrews it has uh, challenged me. It says, and this word, yet once more, signify removing of those things that are shaken, huh. as of the things that are made, that those wherefore we. Verse 28, receiving 
which cannot be moved. Yes. Let us have grace acceptable with the reference and godly fear. For yes. our God is a consuming fire. And I thought, really, these are shaking times. Yes. It is important that as ministers and as God's people, we realize that the experience of 2020 and now we have begun 2021, these are a season, or rather this is a season of shaking that which will shake will be shaken and fall. Yes. But thank God that through the word of God, we are told as you look in that verse gate, wherefore we, the church, receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Yes. Is acceptable with the reference and God. godly fear. So when you look world over, governments and democracies are being shaken. Those are things which will shake. Yes. Just last week or two weeks ago, uh, we were reading in the news what was happening in America. That was unprecedented. Mm -hmm. That is something you don't expect such an old democratic country right. to experience. But um, the shaking times and things which will be shaken must be shaken. But thank God that uh, the church remains solid, the church remains firm. Yeah. I have witnessed religious people being shaken in the midst of COVID-19 and lockdowns. People are not being able to attend church services and the faith of many is shaking. Uh, as I said, for six months in Kenya, we were restricted, not allowed to attend any group prayer meeting. We were not allowed to have a congregational church service. We still, as elders and as leaders, we still encouraged our believers to remain strong. Mm. And and. Now, with these partial restrictions and the night curfews as they continue, we still are encouraging people to keep focus and to keep looking unto Jesus, yeah. who is the author and the finisher of our faith. I don't believe and I don't think that anything is going to happen to the church. Mm. So, I have to allow the and the fearful happenings around us to hinder our worship and our love for Yes, there are many things that are happening around us and in a time of restriction, the real church is not restricted. <laughs> the real church is you and I. Yes. We are the church of the living God because we the church is not the building. Mm -hmm. The church is not big cathedrals that are built, but the church is the born-again believers. 
right. people that have been born of the water and of the spirit, people that the Holy Ghost resides into them. Paul writes to the Corinthian church and he says, you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And so we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. The spirit of God resides in us. Yes. When you sins, when one repents and they are baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of their sins, and then they receive that powerful Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost resides into them, they are the church. Right. So we can be hindered from going into a church building. We can as an individual in your home, <clears throat> there ought to be something in you that worship that continues to love God and continues to magnify his great name. That's why in the midst of this pandemic and in a chaotic world, we are still having revival. We are still seeing people come one by one as we baptize them in the name of Jesus Christ. Not long ago, just in our local church here, there we, we baptized six people. I think this is two Saturdays ago. We baptized six people in the wonderful name. And some of them, as they come out of the water, they are speaking. That makes the difference. Oh. And this is happening during the shaking time. That's why we are still witnessing to people to receive the Holy Ghost. Yeah. That's why we are still baptizing men in the only saving and saving Jesus Christ because the church cannot be shaken. So let us not, we are not going to be affected as we, as a church, as we believe, we should not think that we are not going to be affected by what is going on around us. We will be affected. Some of the people that are dying are our relatives. Some of the people that are struggling even to put a meal on the table are family members. That affects us. But oh yes, I have faith and I believe through this pandemic, we are going to be overcomers. Yeah. Jesus said in this world you will go through much tribulation. But be of good courage, because I overcame, you too shall overcome. I have witnessed congregations of different church groups, pastors, church workers, elders that have been shaken. But at a time like this, I've also witnessed that many people, their prayer lives have been shaken. Church attendance is shaken. Soul winning is shaken. Church giving has been terribly shaken. We must determine that although we shall be shaken, we shall not fall. Yes. It has to be a determination in somebody's heart. No matter what I go through, the Lord Jesus Christ will not be alone. He said, go through the floods, I will be with you. You will not drown. When you go through the flames of fire, the fire will not burn you because I will be with you even up to the end of the world. So we must determine that although we shall be shaken, we shall not fall. We will be in the category 
of that which remains. Yes. Not everything is going to fall. Because if we must keep the flag of Jesus high, flying and lifted up, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, mm. I shall draw all men unto myself. So we must just keep on lifting up Jesus. Yes. Today, ministers are shaken. Many pastors are shaken in the doctrine. They are shaken in faith. They are shaken in holiness message. We must keep our focus. We must teach doctrine today like we have never taught before. We must teach people that there is only one God and his name is Jesus. We must teach people on the necessity of new birth experience. We must teach it like we never taught. Clear from the mouth of every man of God that God has called. For these are trying times. Our strength from God's Amanda is blessed because when he passes the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Ephesians 6 and verse 10 tells me that finally, be strengthened in the Lord mm. and in the strength of his power. Clothe yourselves with the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil, the vials of the devil. Yeah. The devil fighting the people of God today like he has never fought before. Right. The devil is fighting families. You know, with this COVID-19, Men used to leave very early, go to work. Mothers, some women go to work. Uh, and today, uh, these people have been spending time closer. Right. Uh, some of them, instead of bonding together in yes. God, uh, this has brought in a lot of challenges where there is a lot of marital problems because right. the men are under pressure, women are under pressure. But thank God, hallelujah, that the Holy Ghost can keep God's born-again believers together. Yes. This is a time for families, for men and their wives to pray together. This is a time that they must stand. As believers, in a time like now, God wants us to stand and not to be shaky. He wants us to stand strong. Yes, as believers, there are going to be challenges, and they are there with us today. There are going to be challenges in life. There are going to be trials. There's going to be disappointments, persecutions, and temptations. But through it all, we must learn to depend on God and to take a stand. What we need today is men and women that are going to take a stand for the truth, take a stand for holiness, Take a stand for the message that we preach and keep on spreading the love that God has given us. The Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians, and I believe it is chapter 15 and verse 58, he says, Therefore, my, be my beloved brethren, be steadfast, 
unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that is not in vain in the Lord. Mm. This is the time for us to appreciate what God has done for us. Mm -hmm. This is not the time for us to, to lose our faith. This is not the time for us to compromise. Right. Hallelujah. Right. And in 1 Corinthians 16, 13, he says, Watch and stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men. Be strong. Mm. It's not time for the ministry to behave like small kids. It's not time <laughs> for the ministry to behave like small boys. It is time for the men of God that Woo. have been called to God to quit acting like small babies and be strong and to stand. Yes. It is a shaking time that we must stand. And so I encourage those that are listening to me today that God wants us to take a stand for the truth. God wants us to take a stand for the message that we preach. These are shaking moments, shaking times, and that which will be shaken will fall. But we don't have to fall. We can remain strong and serve Jesus Christ even in the midst of this pandemic. God is still working. Oh, yes. Because the Bible tells me in the book of Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. It's the same when things are good. It's the same when we are going through a trial. It's the same when the pandemic hits every corner of the world, knowing that he warned us, he forewarned us that these things are going to happen at the end, will yeah. not have come. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Oh, wow. Man, I feel Thank like I've, I've been to church. Amen. Amen. And, and can I can I just add one small thing here? I was, uh, uh, when I was reading this verse 28 of Hebrews 12, wherefore we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Oh. Let us have grace acceptable with the reverence and godly fear. Mm. Then I thought of Matthew 16, 18, where Jesus told Peter that upon this rock, yeah. I will build my church yeah. and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Yeah. We are in a kingdom that has no confusion. Yes. We yeah. are kingdom that has no disorder. We are in a kingdom that never goes bankrupt. We are in a kingdom that when things are going wrong, that's when God comes on the scene Ooh. and he shows that indeed he's the king omnipotent. Yes. The kind of a God we serve. And so when other kingdoms are shaking, when democracies around the world, when Chinese are having problems, mm. when America shaking when african countries are shaking Woo! government fighting each other the church of the living god is becoming stronger and stronger because it is a kingdom that cannot Woo! be moved hallelujah and let us have grace acceptable with the reverence and godly fear wow. and we we will walk on the streets of gold soon and very soon mm. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. That's a Bible bomb. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory Hallelujah. To God. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, wow, wow. That's the beauty yeah. of this doctrine, isn't it? Because if if we if we preach it and we teach it, Paul wrote, he said, it, we we got we got to get it in us so that we are no longer like children tossed to and fro with yes. every wind of doctrine. Mm-hmm. There's yes. something stabilizing about this apostolic message. It's built exactly. for it's built for times like this. Yes. Because it is uh, uh, this is a Bible church. This is a doctrinal church. Right. The, we, have, we have groups of people that uh, call themselves, uh, with all due respect, they call themselves their church groups. But it is hyper. It, it is just right. come, let, let, let us praise God and, and, and good music. And all that is good. Mm-hmm. But there has to be sound doctrine mm-hmm. and the message that we believe and preach, the gospel message has to be emphasized. It is not come and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and recite a prayer after the preacher. Right. It takes the clear message from the man of God, repent yes. and be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is the message. And, 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 and I, I can say when we teach it and believe it and keep on preaching it, it works. Yes. And God will make sure that his church is a living church. Right. Because God conquered death and hell. <laughs> Jesus conquered death and hell. He went right into the homestead of the devil and sure told did. the devil, Give me the key to your house. Hand them over here. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even have the keys to his own house. <laughs> Jesus Christ that has those keys. And that's why he's going to judge the devil and throw him into that pit and lock him Ooh. because he has... Thank God for the truth. Yes. Hallelujah. Wow, I Hallelujah. get an amen. Can I get an amen? Can I get a Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, man. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I'm God for the truth. Yes, sir. And my brother, in just here, the hunger that uh, uh, people that do not know what you and I have. Right. What God has graciously given to us, this kingdom that cannot be moved the kingdom of the truth. I received phone calls from men just reading our literature and tracts. They're saying, come and tell us something about what we have read. There is a, a hunger on the continent of Africa. I receive calls and calls to go to places that humanly I'm not even able. Mm-hmm. Economically or financially, I'm not able to reach all the places that I'm receiving calls just in the last two years. Wow. These are hungry people that want to know something. They are tired of religion. People are sick and tired of religion. Yeah, people really- want something. 
that is going to make a difference in their life. Religion, religion people, is not what we need right now. Yes, people want the truth. People yeah. want the message that comes from the throne of God in heaven. And that's what I'm praying, that God will strengthen every servant of God across the whole world Yes, to know that you just keep on preaching, you just keep on teaching the truth, you just keep on teaching the doctrine, and you're going to see the results as God begins to manifest his glory and his power. And thank God, even in this time of the pandemic, the church will never go down. Never. The church on a rock, and the gates of hell shall not, shall not prevail. That is encouraging. Even when I see challenges, even when some people walk away, I walk into the sanctuary and say, Lord Jesus, you gave me a promise. You said if we stand on the truth, the truth will never fail. It has always shown himself to be a true God. Glory. My God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 You know, it's something to think that this Thank time you. last year you were with us and your wife oh, your whoa, wife got up whoa. right on a yeah. Sunday morning and sang yeah. Who Has the Final Say? Jehovah has the final say. Yes. You know, if we knew then what we know now. Yes. You know, wow, it's been quite a journey, hasn't it? It's been quite a journey. Um Unfortunately, some people have gone with it. Sure, you're right. But it is the grace of God. Grace acceptable. Yes. With reverence and godly fear that has kept us moving on. That's right. I have, I have told our church a few times over the last, this, the, the, the duration of this pandemic, that yes. I, I have determined that COVID-19 will not be on the epitaph of my spiritual man. Amen. It is not going to get me. I, I refuse to allow the struggle that we are in right now to cause me to backslide, exactly. walk away. I am more determined now to make it than I was even 10 months ago. I feel the same way, and and, and uh, the last two two weeks, I believe, I've been teaching our church uh, on soul winning. Yes, just, just encouraging every believer in the church to find somebody they can talk to yes. about the Lord Jesus Christ yes. and His saving grace, His saving power. We should not, yesterday in our prayer meeting, in our Bible study class, uh, I was encouraging the church and, and, and telling them, uh, when we come together, we should not talk about who is not here. Mm. We, and who walked away. If we are not careful, we can be caught up with discussing people who have become victims, spiritual victims of this pandemic. Right. Who left the church and some of them are bitter because uh, certain things did not work the way they expected them. Now, God did not promise us that life is going to be a bed of roses. Right. He did not promise us that we will not go through trials. 
We will go through trials. We'll go through challenges. But there are those who have walked away because they could not cope with the challenges mm -hmm. of this coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And if we are not careful as ministers and, as, and, and even just as church believers, we can dwell on the negative of those who have walked away. Yes. But we look, we need to look at what God is doing. Let's talk about the new people that God is bringing in the church. Let's talk about the people that are receiving the Holy Ghost. Let's talk about the miracles of those people walking in our churches and the sick, but in the power of the name of Jesus Christ, they are receiving their healing miracles. Let's talk about the victory of God. I'm not saying that we ignore what has happened in the lives of people, but you see, people become what they hear. Mm -hmm. uh. If the church talks negatively about those who are backslidden and who have failed, there will be more people to backslide. Wow. But if the church minister and the, and the pastors talk more about the goodness of God and the new people that are coming in and the new people that are receiving the Holy Ghost, then the saints become more encouraged. Mm -hmm. The believer more encouraged. And they say, so even though one or two have gone away, but God has brought 10. So God is still doing something. Yes. And perhaps with this positive approach, those who went away, when they ask, how is the church? Who is no longer coming? They are told, we got 10 people get the Holy Ghost last Sunday. Yeah. And there is for them to under come back. Right. So not going to allow this uh, pandemic to, to take away uh, that urge and that desire to reach out and to win souls and to pray sinners through the Holy Ghost and baptize people. Because that's what the enemy wants to do to the church, to discourage the pastors who have lost some people. And even some have died in some churches. But thank God, thank God, there is a positive message. Yes. There wow. is Having God, there is a saving God. We are in a kingdom that cannot be moved, even though it's a shaking time. Glory to God. Wow, that that's that's really what happened with those two disciples on the way to Emmaus. Yes. Scratching their head, wiping their eyes, tripping yeah. over their bottom lip. They just yeah. couldn't get they couldn't get over what had happened. Jesus yeah. comes along and says, we got to start talking about something else here. That's right. Yeah. And he began yeah, to. Something good. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's change the topic. <laughs> and, when you... and, and then you hear them say, later on, they are saying, did you hear when that man was talking? Right. Something, something changed. Me, yeah. Yeah. Something inside me was stirred up. Woo! Just came with something new. Yes. <laughs> they were, they were talking about a dead Jesus, not realizing that that Jesus, whom they were talking of having been oh. killed, he living Jesus, walking. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh. oh. When Jesus spoke to those men on the journey to a mouse. Yes. That I want to do. Oh, I want it. I that's what I encourage every pastor. Don't look at the negatives. You look at what God is doing and you realize what God is doing is much, much more bigger than what the devil is trying to do. Right. Right. Yes. Right.
Amen. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Bishop, is there a spot where if folks want to know more about your mission work, is there a website they could go and visit? We, we, we have not developed a website. Okay. We, we are in the process of developing one. Okay, awesome. And when we do, we, we will send it to you so that in the next podcast, perhaps we'll be able to get to hear from more people. Sure. Hmm? So Bishop, yeah. you, you're mentioning that what a person talks about is what they become. Uh, exactly. Is it perhaps that what a person talks about reveals what they are as well? Because he says out of the abundance of the heart. Wow. The the mouth speaketh. So is it that perhaps we as ministry, we need to get our eyes and we need to fill our hearts with what you're talking about, the doctrine, the passion, the revival that God has promised us. And if we talk about what's, we are going to talk about what's in our heart. And just listening to you today, it's very obviously, it's what's inside of you is what's coming out. So it's, it's not just the subject that we change subjects; it's we change what we think about, and we're going to see the different results. And that's that's what we're watching happen today through you. It's the passion, it's the power that's on the inside that's coming out. So uh, thank you for challenging me to get my eyes back on what God's doing rather than on what's happening in the world. You know, Joseph didn't go about and. Uh, seek the advice of Pharaoh. It was Pharaoh coming and seeking the advice of the one God. Yeah. Well, Amen. I want to be that light to this world. Wow. Exactly. You know, it's what's inside us is what is going to come out of our mouth. Right. And, and uh, you know, pastoring people, um, it's not easy. Uh, there is a lot of challenges. I, I don't know of any pastor who can say that I have made it. It's purely by the grace of God. Oh, yeah. God has given the anointing to be able to guide and to direct his people. And, and a pastor that loves people, when one person walks away from God, uh, it grieves your heart. Mm. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's a death. It is a spiritual death. Uh, and what do people do when they go to a funeral? When you lose a beloved, what do you do? You cannot rejoice. You cannot laugh. You cannot make it look like fun. It, it, there is there is a grieving on the inside. And right. it sometimes is, it is exhibited or exposed by the tears that you shed when you lose a very close family member. And when one person walks away from God, from the church, the pastor ought to grieve. The pastor ought to feel it. Mm. It is to win one soul. It takes a lot of prayer. It takes a lot of work from the man of God. And, and to, to establish a believer in the truth, right. the man of God has to really fight battles after battles. So in the process of grieving, you cannot dwell in the morning house permanently. You cannot dwell in the grieving mode all the time. Right. You must come from there and become a source of encouragement to the church and to show them, yes, we have lost one member of the family. One member of the family has passed on, but life must continue. Woo. There are still good things that God is doing. Hallelujah. And so 
we cannot dwell telling people, you know, so and so went, and we, we are very sorry, we are very sad, and they are now become a devil. No, let's let's leave them. Let's right. pray for them. Let's love them. Let's let's pray that one day, as a prodigal son came back, they will hit down the bottom, and they will remember there is home. There is yeah. home back to the family of God. But meanwhile, let's let's present to them what Jesus is doing. We lost one member of the family, but there are six babies born. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you rejoice over the babies that are being born. Ah. Amen. Hallelujah. Samuel, how long are you going to weep? Yes. How long are you going to weep? Uh, rise up and anoint another king. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. That is, that is my prayer, and, wow. and God has us a lot of things um, on, on this part of the world, and we're encouraging men of God everywhere to focus on what God is doing wow. and not what the devil is doing. We cannot give the devil credit because the devil is a thief. You'll never credit a thief for anything he does. He's still a thief. Yeah. God must be glorified in the magnitude. Oh, I love it. You never credit a thief. Never, never credit a thief. A thief is a thief. Yeah. And anything stolen <laughs> it. But God, God is the source of life and the source of strength. Wow, then, that's quite a thing because Job said, The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. He still never yes. he still never ascribed losing things to them being stolen did he wow no and 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 and, and uh, even in the midst of job's calamities and and the challenges he was facing there's one thing he never lost and that is worship wow worshiped god in the midst of everything that he had lost he never lost the spirit of worship wow. and during this time of covid we we if there's something that we need god to help us to never lose we should mm. never lose our worship of right. him right right that is adoration to him exalting him looking unto him as the author and the finisher of our faith as the one that gives us strength wow. we must never lose our worship job never lost his worship in the midst of the challenges and the calamities and the pain, even to a point of his own body being afflicted with sicknesses, and his own wife saying, cast God and die. Mm. He never lost worship. Never. And so end of the journey, God blessed him. And the scripture says, God is seeking for true worshipers. John chapter 4. Yeah. Verse 22, 23, 24. God is seeking for worshipers that will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Mm. God, the spirit, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. God is seeking for people that will worship him. So in the midst of all the challenges, I encourage anyone that is going through hard times because of the pandemic, don't lose worship. Mm. You continue to worship God. Your victory is at the door knocking. Ah, 
You can worship your way through. You will worship your way through. Yes, you're right, my brother. Wow. You way through. Man. We must worship God in spirit and in truth and never give up. Wow. And we see what God is going to do for his church and for his children. We are his children. We are not strangers. We are his children. Mm. Not servants. We are his children. We are his friends. And God will see to it that his church is on the winning side. Yeah. Amen. Wow. wow. What encouragement today. Man, Bishop, I, f- I feel yeah. like um, I feel like I've been sitting at my table over there in the sunroom and we've just been sitting at the table drinking coffee and talking. Yes, sir. Wow. And, and, and I long to that day again. I always enjoy coming to your home. And please let your wife know she's uh, one of the best cooks that I've ever eaten Ooh. in our home. Perhaps the best. You know, in other places you go, you always eat in restaurants, but in <laughs> Plaster Rock, you eat food. Hallelujah. That's right. Home cooking. <laughs> yeah. There is a reason that I look as good as I look. You know, I'm well, I'm well fattened out. There is a reason. I'm <laughs> good. Bishop, is there, yes, is there any place, and as we're uh, wrapping up, I know that missionaries um, have have basically had the wheels taken off of their economic engine, so to speak, in the sense that yes, sir. they can't travel, you can't deputize, you can't present needs. Um, you were supposed to be in America. I was, in, I was invited to speak in a conference in Edina, Texas, um, last week. And uh, just the week week before I could go and and Brother Clark had said, we'll treat you good. (laughs) And I had to say to him, Brother, thank you, but I'm very sorry. All flights to have been canceled from this end. So as you say, it is true. Yeah. So how how can, if if there's any pastors, and I want to go ahead and throw an unashamed plug in here we um on kingdom speak and our church strongly Mm. believe in global missions and we encourage everybody to contribute to what god is doing outside of your local area so um how how could they go about doing that bishop what's what's ways that if there was a ministry that wanted to support you, how could they get funds to you? Um, it's through the IM okay. uh, Foundation, uh, Brother um, John Vanelvier. Yeah, uh, that is the best way okay. to send support to Kenya. And we will be very grateful for those ministers who may want to help. Absolutely. The work of God. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Bible says to provoke one another to good works. So here you go. Get at it. Yeah. Make a donation to Bishop Aston and the incredible work that they are doing 
in Nairobi, the country of Kenya, and the continent of Africa, um, we, we challenge you to support the kingdom of God. And this is a reputable, honorable place to invest mm-hmm. in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Sure. Bishop, yes. we certainly appreciate you being with us today. Um, we give our greetings to you, to your sweet wife and family. And I cannot wait until we are together again, sitting at the table and you're preaching in the pulpit. We, we look forward to that day. We also look forward to uh, your coming to Kenya for a friend there and coming to Kenya. And we visit the countryside where the, you, you will be able to see parts of the country and above all, uh, be able to see godly people that are worshiping him wow. in the rural well and i'm gonna go time. i'm gonna go ahead and pledge that that brother townley and i will be there <laughs> yes sir thank you <laughs> i got two guys sitting here at the table that would probably want to come too and try recording a podcast and you know in the serengeti plains or something i want to go jump on one, a rhino or something <laughs> Yeah, we will see if you are if you are that bold. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Awesome. Uh, it's been a, a blessing for you to have even given me the invite to speak on the Kingdom Speak uh, podcast, and uh, we sincerely love and pray for you in our church here always. Thank you. May God bless you, Pastor Rock. And make sure you pass my special regards to the bishop and and mama and uh, your special wife and your son. We sure and will. Greet your family, all of you. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> God bless you. Thank you again. Amen. Shall I pray? Yes, yes please. please. Yes, thank you. Our Father, we are so thankful to you that you have given us an opportunity yes, to be able to speak on this podcast. Thank you. Father, I want to thank you for Pastor McCaleb and his wife and their son and the church family in Plaster Rock. How I pray for your blessings upon them. Yes. Father, even during this time of restrictions, that you continue to work in that church. You continue to do a great work. Yes. We want to pray for Brother Tanley and the work that he's doing in Brewer, Maine. That God, you bless that work. Yes. Father, we thank you for Brother McKillip, who is in Belize. That God, you bless the work that Jesus. he's doing. Those that have listened to us, how I pray that the Holy Ghost will move and touch each and every one of them in a unique way to understand that even though it is a shaking time, the church of the living God cannot be shaken and fall. We will stand in the midst of the storm. We will go through the shadow of the valley of death and we shall not be consumed. Father, we thank you that you conquered the devil and you gave us the power of the Holy Ghost to tread 
head of the serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing, nothing shall by any means hurt us. Thank you for the truth that you've given us. Continue to bless your people and continue to use them and to do a great work. Even those that are sick in their bodies, I pray in the name of Jesus, give them a divine touch and we shall hear testimony that somebody lifted up their voice and they said, thank you, Jesus, for my healing. And they received that healing in Jesus' name. Bless them in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.